We were starting here on the bottom of Mcherem with Bed, but the two dots. Tanya, Rabbi Leizer Meir, Koshlu Amar Eretz Chemda Tovaru Chava Berkata Eretz Machub David Benei Yushalayim Lo Yatsayi Dei Chovato. So you have to include these mentions within benching in order to be Yotzei Berkata Mazom. Eretz Chemda Tovaru Chava by Berkata Eretz as a description of Eretz Yisrael and Machub David within the context of Benei Yushalayim. Nachum Azakenu Meir. Tzrichshis korba brit. If to also mention Abritchash Chatamta Bivserenu. Rabbi Yosi Meir Tzrichshis korba Torah. That breed has to come first. That's and then only afterwards al Torah because Torah is given in three bitot. Machloket in the Gemara and Sota as to what the three bitot are: Omoed, Har Sinai, Har Grizim, and Arvot Moav. Different opinions in Sotah as to what the three Britot are, but there are three Britot with regards to the Torah. As opposed to, by Avram, you know, the Pasha Damila, there's Yugimo Britot. Thirteen times there's mention of the covenant. So therefore the covenant of Brit Mila precedes that of the Torah. But also just note that, as Rashi said before, when it comes to Brit, that Birkat Aretz, Shehadei Brit Nitnal Avraham. The premise or the background for getting Eretz Israel was the Brit Mila. That's where Hashem grants through that covenant to Avram Avinu, Eretz Yisrael. And then the Torah also is what preserves B'nai Yisrael within Eretz Yisrael. But in terms of order, Brit would make sense to be first because that is the source or the causation for there being an inheritance of the land. And then the Torah is what Shomer, it keeps us in the land. Rabbi Abba Omer, you can see in the Mesod he says that that refers to Rav. Sarich Shomer in no delucha, you have to have hoda in the beginning and hoda at the end. That's the theme of the bracha. So that you have to have both of them. So you have no delucha Hashem alokeinu. At the end, you have alkol Hashem anachnu modim lach. So you have modim on both ends of the bracha. But lo yivchot me'achat. You shouldn't have less than one. You should have at least one hoda. Bechol pochot me'achat arizim guneh. If you have less than one, then you've lost the major theme of the bracha in terms of hoda. Bechol achontem manchil aratzot berbikat aratz. Umoshia et Israel, but Bnei Yisraelim is a boor. Anybody concludes the bracha with Manchil Aratzot by Al Aratz Vilamazon, instead of that you say Manchil Aratzot, and then by Bnei Yisraelim, instead of saying Bnei Yisraelim, you say Moshe et Israel, that is someone who is ignorant. If you fail to mention Al Pitrash Chatam to Bisrainu, Al Torat Chashim Aratano, Machubet David, Bnei Yisraelim, if you fail to mention Machu Bey David and Bnei Yishlaim, Lo Yitzay Dei Chovato. And there you're not Yitzay. By Machu Bey David, Machu Bey David is the background for the fact that Yishlaim is chosen and the fact that there is a Mikdash in Yishlaim. Therefore, it's appropriate to mention Machu Bey David in the context of Bnei Yishlaim. Now, Messiah led the Rabbi Yilah, Dama Rabbi Yilah, and Rabbi Yaakov Bar Acha, Mishum Rabbeinu, Kol Shalomar Brit Vitorah Bebekat Aretz. Machu Bey David Bnei Yishlaim, Lo Yitzay Dei Chovato. So similar type of memra, but these items must be mentioned in benching. Pligi ba Abiyosi ben Dustai Rabanan. The beginning of the bracha, the fourth bracha of Atov Vemetiv Kelavinu Makenu. Does it start Baruch Hashem? Or does it start Baruch Hashem Elokeinu Melech Haulam? Do you need Melech Haulam as part of this bracha? So Gemara concludes here. Mando Amar Tzricha Machut. The one who says that you need Elokeinu Melech Olam, Kasavar de Rabbanan, holds that it is only rabbinic in nature. 
Man da'amar ain't azricham achut. The one who says you do not require melech olam. Kasaver de'oraita. I think said it's a bracha de'oraita. Now, in terms of the rabbonah and de'oraita, the reason to differentiate between them is because if you believe it's de'oraita, it's part of the Torah obligation to have four brachot, then it's based in the pasuk of ve'chalta ve'savato ve'rachta t'shem alukecha al tova shenatanach. So that tova would be the bracha of tova meitiv. That means it's part of the mitzvah d'oraita. If it's part of the mitzvah d'oraita, then it's a bracha hasmucha d'chaverta. Bracha hasmucha d'chaverta does not require lukenu melech ha'olam. Anytime you have bracha hasmucha d'chaverta, we always have just bracha ta'ashem. We don't have lukenu melech ha'olam. Melech ha'olam is a ticha. On the other hand, if it's only the rabbinic in nature, then it's distinct from the other brachot, and then it shouldn't qualify to be a bracha hasmucha d'chaverta. Again, we'll discuss this in one minute. And it should begin with Elokeinu Melech HaOlam. Throwing pointing out right away, what do you mean? When you have a Baruch HaSmuch HaVerta, you don't open with Baruch at all. It's only a conclusion of Baruch. Why are we opening? Look at all the other Brachot. We begin benching, then we say Hazan HaTakol, then we begin the next Bracha, Noda Lecha. The next Bracha, we begin Rachet. There's no opening Bracha. So if it's Deoraita, why is there an opening Bracha at all? So both Rashi and Tosafo try to deal with that. So Rashi says, Umiyo Puteach Babi Baruch, Fishib Tichata Hichatimata. That because it's a short bracha, so therefore there is no concluding bracha. It is one bracha. Like birchat a peyrot, birchat a mitzvot, where there's only a, a small bracha. In a small bracha, when you have a thematically small bracha, you just open with baruch and that's the whole bracha. It's like saying, Asher kedushan mitzvah mitzvano, on the That's the equivalent here, so that's why it's a short bracha, and there's no elokeinu melech olam, if it was connected to the bracha beforehand. That's also a very good. All right, so there are a couple of things. Number one is, in terms of it not being short, is that later on they added additional things. The core bracha was smaller. I told Vameitiv, and then maybe other things. Then you'll see later on in the Gemara that they start to add pieces onto it. You have to triple malchut, you have to add this, add that. The bracha became bigger later on. So the original bracha was a smaller in nature. That's number one. Number two is, if we give Eger asks your question, it says back on Vav, all the Amoraim were trying to point out, how do you know that the bracha of Tobah Meitiv is Dirabonah? So one of them says, oh, I know it's Dirabonah because the Paulim skip it. I know it's Dirabonah because of this. I know it's Dirabonah because of this. Well, I know it's Dirabonah because there's no Khatima. But nobody said that it's Dirabonah because it says, Elokeinu Melech Why isn't that the definitive proof? Nobody ever brought down that it's Malchut. And he lives as a Tzarachi on why the Gemara before and all the Amoraim are trying to prove that a Tobah Meitiv is Dirabonah. They never bring this as a raya. Secondly, is Tosafot back on Memvav discussed this issue? And he asks, even if it is Dirabonan, if it's Dirabonan, why does it open with a bracha? A bracha smucha verta doesn't mean necessarily that they were all put together. Just that, if you have Dorite, and then you continue to a bracha Dirabonan, it's still smucha the chaverta. There's no reason that it's not considered smucha the chaverta. So Tosafot back on Memvav, Amarav says something important, which I think influences this situation. And that is, that the bracha was nitkan b'fneatzma. The bracha of Tov Meitiv was never placed in benching originally. It was a bracha on Haruge Beitar. It was an independent bracha. And that would explain why it opens with the baruch. Avakesha, maybe Doraita Dirabanan might relate to that as well. Later on, they placed it into benching. And so Tosfut says, that's why it opens with baruch. Back on Memvav. He says, it opens with baruch because the bracha was independent. And nothing to do. Then they placed it into benching. When they placed it into benching, they changed, they didn't change the matbeah bracha. And you have to ask, why did they put intervention? According to Tosafot, there are two stages. In Yavne, they were metakin that there's a bracha of a tovah meitiva, a beitar. And then later on, they placed it into benching. 
When Tosu doesn't give a lot of detail, it also doesn't give a detail when it changed. That's also something interesting historically, when it changed according to Tosafot. But it does help explain. Here Rashi will give the reason that it begins with Baruch because it's a short Baruch. Tosafot over here says in Ochanami, if it was really Midoraita, it would have been Choltein Bebaruch and not been Poteach Bebaruch. So he says for sure if it was Doraita was that way. But because it's Darabonan, and that's what we hold, that's for it, it starts with Machut to distinguish it or to show that it is Midrabanan. Tosafot back on Memvav, it sounds like there was Nitkan independently, and then they placed it in afterwards, and that's why it's Boteach Baruch, because had it been Darabanan and it had been instituted in the first place in benching, it also had that same format as it would have had it been Deoraito. So if you combine the two Tosafot, it sounds like had it been Doraita, it originally would have been put together and Nitkan in the first place in that way, and therefore it would have ended with Baruch, not started with Baruch. But since it was only Dirabanan and it was instituted separately, it started with Baruch. It does not end with Baruch because it's a Bracha Kitzara. And then when it was later placed in benching, they kept the original Matbei or the format of the Bracha when it was put in place independent of benching. Now, why would you locate it there after the fact? The Gemara and Tanit, when it discusses. Had five things that happened to our forefathers on Tishabav, and we had the Chorban Abayith, and we have also the destruction of Betar. It's one of the things that is a part of the destruction of the Aritz, the destruction of Migdash, something that relates to, if we're making a bracha al Aritz, and then a bracha al Bonir Shalim, which is Nechoma, then a Tov Metiv in Betar is thematically not out of place. And that might be why Chazal placed it there at the end of benching, because it was not out of place. In addition, your question, Roni, is even if they were nitkan the bracha, if they didn't place it in something that was said on a regular basis, then atov, what meaning would it have that they said atov ametiv over haruge beitar unless they had a time when they said it on a regular basis? Placing it into benching, it made it something that was a regular bracha. So I think that's possibly explained some of what happened over here, not completely. Two Gemaras almost seem to be, as Rabbi Kiva Eger points out, somewhat disjointed, because the Gemara before doesn't quote this as a proof. When we talk about B'nai Yishalayim, what is the Chatima? The one that we rejected before. So when it says, Moshiach Yisrael in B'nai Yishalayim, the theme of the Bracha is about Yishalayim. Moshiach Yisrael, that's a secondary motif in the Bracha. Why would you suggest that that's the primary closure to the Bracha rather than B'nai Yishalayim? Where it says, no, Eleema Af Moshiach Yisrael. You're right, the primary closure should be B'nai Yishalayim. But if you happen to say Moshiach Yisrael, you're Yotze. Rabba Baravuna Ikla the Beirish Galuta, Patach Bechado, Besiem Betarte. He opened up with one and closed with two. Now, opening with one, he either started with, in the beginning of the bracha, we have in Rachem Al Amcha Yisrael or Al Yishalayim Yerachot. So he started one of those two. And then when he concluded the bracha, he put both of them there. He said, Amoshe Yisrael, B'nai Yishalayim. So he concluded with the two themes, but only opened with one theme. What type of greatness is this? To conclude the bracha with two themes. Rabbi says that one may not end off a bracha with two themes. A bracha must conclude on a single theme. Gufa. Rabbi Omerin Chutmim Bishtayim, that you have to have a single theme in the conclusion of the bracha, not two themes. Etevei Levi Rabbi, so Levi is a Talmud of Rabbi. So Levi poses these questions to Rabbi, is that really true? Al-Aretz, mazon We have in our bracha invention, those are two themes, you have Aretz and you have Mazon. Rabbi responds to Levi and says, no, Eretz, Demafka Mazon. It's a land that produces the Mazon. This goes back to what we discussed before, that benching and the brachot are really connected to Eretz Yisrael and the land, not necessarily to what you're eating. It's what you're eating because the land produces what you're eating. 
And the mazon is a product of the land. Al-Aretz Valapeirot. And Bracham Echad Angelos over there you have Aretz Peirot. Again, Aretz Demafka Peirot. It's the land that produces the fruit. They're not seen as two themes. They are thematically one. Which is that we're really making a bracha on the Aretz. The Peirot are a product of the Aretz. Mikadesh Yisrael Hazmanim. We just had a Mashashana, Mikadesh Yisrael V'yom Hazikaron. Israel, the Kachinu Lizmanim. Again, that's thematically connected because it's really Mikadesh Israel, and Israel are Mikadesh the Moadim. Mikadesh Israel the Roshay Chodoshim. Again, the same idea with Israel, the Kachinu the Roshay Chodoshim. So over there, even though there are two items mentioned, they're all thematically connected because it's Israel that is Mikadesh the other item. Now, Mikadesh the Shabbat, Israel Vazmanim. Now we're in trouble. Mikadesh Shabbat, Yisrael Vazmanim. Now you have two themes. You have Shabbat, and according to the way we've learned until now, it's Yisrael. Because Yisrael is Mikadesh the either Chodoshim or Moadim. How do you put those together? How can you put those two themes together? So the says, Chutz Mizu. That's an exception. Now how you read this is a machlok in Bahag and Rashi. The Bahag reads it, Chutz Mizu, that this is the exception. Mikadesh Shabbat, Yisrael Vazmanim, Chutz Mizu, that's the exception. Mishna Hochachado. He hotam tarte. So chuchad chad ba'afinavshod. The way the Bahag reads it is that Shabbat, Israel v'azmanim are two separate topics, and therefore you have to separate them. You don't have a choice. You're stuck. You're in a position where you have two themes: Shabbat, Israel, and the Moadim, and you can't put them together. There's no way to make them into a single bracha, and you need both themes to be there. And therefore chutz mizumis. This is the exception because you need two themes over here by bonei yushalayim. By Bonei Yerushalayim, you can connect the two of them. It's fine. You can put them together because Hoshia at Yisrael, and the Rashi says a number of times, that Binyaj Yerushalayim is part of Yeshua at Yisrael. The building of Yerushalayim is part of the redemption or the saving of Kalal Yisrael. I'm going to see that proof from, from the Pesuk in a little bit. But therefore, thematically consistent. So even though you have two topics, you're able to combine them. But by Shabbat and Moadim, you can't do that. That's the way the Bahag reads. Rashi rejects that understanding. It says that it can't be. Because Rabbi made a statement, and his statement says, period. You can never have two topics. And so then, why is there a question over here that this should be? Can't be that there are two topics over here. So Rashi reads it the other way around. And that really, it's one bracha. The theme here is singular. And the theme is, Kiddusha. It's being Mikadesh. Now, Kiddusha can manifest itself in Kiddushat HaShabbat. Kedushat Yisrael, Kedushat Moadim. There is only one theme, and that is Mikadesh. And that's what it means in this sense. So, Maishna Hocha Chadahi, Hatam Tartei, Kochad Vachadah Vyapi Nafsho. And the way Rashi reads it is that by Shabbat and Moadim, it's one theme. The one theme is Mikadushat. So, therefore, I can put both Shabbat and the Moadim together. Whereas here in Benching, you have two themes, Bonei Yerushalayim and Hoshiat Yisrael. And those two can't be put together because they are two separate themes. That's the way Rashi reads it. Rashi reads it that the problem is benching, where you have two themes, and you're going to have to pick to at least conclude with one. You can't connect the two. On the other hand, by Shabbat and the Moadim, that is one theme of Kedushah. And therefore, even though it's two separate themes, you can put them together. Bahag reads just the opposite. By Shabbat and Moadim, you have no choice. So therefore, you have to end with two themes, and they're really two themes. Here, we can end with one theme that incorporates both, and therefore, you can't make it into two separate brachot. The time of my inchot time. What's the reason for Rabbi's position that you can't have two themes in the conclusion? 
We don't like to stack mitzvot one on top of the other. The reason for that is it looks like a burden. It looks like someone's trying to discharge an obligation without really caring. They just like, let's throw it all in. One bucket and get all rid of it all at once. That's not a nice way to deal with the mitzvot. So Safot already pointed out earlier in the Masechta, it's only true when you're dealing with Birkat mitzvot Brach about some sort of requirement of Meinu Ma'ora. When you're dealing with Birkat that's not true. So Bori Priya Gofen is not considered to be Mitzvot Chavilot, because we make Kiddush with Bori Priya Gofen, we make Havdolah with Bori Priya Gofen. That's not considered to be a Mitzvot Chavilot Chavilot, to have two Brachot in a row or on the wine. By Havilot, what's the din? Amar Rav Sheshit, Patach Birachim Al Amcha Yisrael, begin the Bracha with the theme of Amcha Yisrael, then you end with Moshe Yisrael, because they end with the theme that you began with. Patach, Barachim al Yushalayim. You begin Rachim with the theme of Yushalayim, Chotayim, Bobane Yushalayim. For Rav Nachman Amar, Rav Nachman argues, I feel the Patach, Barachim al Yisrael. Even if you begin with Al Yisrael, Chotayim, Bobane Yushalayim. Why? Because the Pesach says, Bobane Yushalayim Hashem, Nidchei Yisrael, Yichanes. So that when Hashem will rebuild Yushalayim, then He will bring together the dispersed of Klal Yisrael. When is it that Hashem will be Yerushalayim? The time that He brings Nidchei Yisrael. So they're thematically consistent, they're one theme, and therefore concluding with Bonei Yerushalayim is okay or proper for the Hoshia at Yisrael or Amcha Yisrael. And that's what we do. We begin our bracha both Al Amcha Yisrael as well as Al Yerushalayim, and we only conclude it with Bonei Yerushalayim. Just interesting, in general here we have Machok and Rav Sheshit and Rav Nachman. In general we say Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshit Bedine, the Allah is like Rav Nachman, but Yisure, the Allah is like Rav Sheshet. Despite that, over here, we passed in like Rav Nachman. Amr le'i Rabbi Zeira, the Rav Chista. Rabbi Zeira says to Rav Chista, Neitimar v'nitnei. Can you come and teach us? He wants to learn the Allah is a benching. He says, can you come and teach me how to bench? Amr le'i birkat mezono lo gamrina v'tnuyei matininan. Says, I don't even know how to bench properly. How am I going to come and teach you how to bench? Or how am I going to teach you the Allah to benching? If I myself don't even bench properly. So, Amar Lei, Rabbi Zeir, sister of Chista, my height. What happened? What was the incident? Why do you say you don't know how to bench? Amar Lei, the Iklo, the Bey Reish Galuta. Rabbi Chista says, I went to the Reish Galuta. Ubriche birkat mezona. I benched. Vizakfei Rav Sheshet, the Ko'ei, alai kechivya. Rav Sheshet was hissing at me like a serpent or like a snake. He was all upset about what I did. So, am I? Rabbi Zeir says to him, what happened? Why was he so upset at you? Says, Lo Amre, Lo Brit, Lo Torah, Lo Malchut. I left all of these items out of benching. Left out, Abrit Chosh Kadam to Bissereno, A Torah Chosh Maratano, and then Malchut Be David and Bnei Yishlaim. I left all these out. By my own heart. He says, Why did you say it? Why did you leave them all out? He says, Rav Chista says back, Rav Chanan Amarav. I was holding like Rav Chanan Amarav. Amarav Chanan Amarav. Lo Amar Brit, Vitorah Malchut Yatsa. Says it's fine if you leave these things out. You're Yotze Brit. How do I know that Brit is this way? The Because it's not relevant for women. A Brit is not relevant for women. And if it's not relevant for women, then the Ikar Takan and Benching can't be just for men. So the fact that we have it there is just an addition. It's a nice thing. But it can't be that it's Ma'akev because women bench. And Brit Chachadam is not relevant to them. We have to have a single Matbeya Brocha. Torah Machut. By Torah and Malchut, they're not relevant to women or Avadim, and yet women and Avadim have to bench. And since they have to bench, obviously these themes can't be Ma'akev. So Rabbi Zera says, back to Rabbi Chis, says, wait a minute, we have like a list here, we went through the whole Gemara here, lists and lists of Tanaim and Amoraim suggest that you do have to say 
Brit, Torah, and Malchut, and you dropped all of those and held like Rav, who's one Amora who says that you're not Ma'akev, he says you made a bad decision. You made a decision to follow Rav in the place where there are many that argue against him. That's why Rav Sheshit got all angry at you, because you took up a minority opinion, someone that's like a Dat Yachid, in the face of all the others that say that you do need all of these items in there. Tosafot in Arachin, Dav Gimel, mentions that's actually the reason why two women cannot join a man to make a zimun, because women have a different level of chiyuv in benching. And he says over there, Shainan Hashimam wrote, Brit, so he says that these items get left out of benching by whether it's Nashim or Avadim, and therefore their level of Chiyuv is actually different. It's interesting because the Gemara earlier on discussed whether women are Chayavot, or the Machloket and the Gears, whether they're Chayavot or not, in Birkat Mazon. And there Rashi mentions the reason that women might only be Chayavot, mid the Rabbanan, is because it says, It has to do with Nachlat arts, which women are not relevant to. And Tosafot mentions, no, that can't be the case, because Kohanim and Levim also don't have Nachlat Aretz. But rather, it has to do with Two things that women are not Chayavot in. And because they're not Chayavot, maybe they're only Chayavot Midrabanan in benching. In the end, women do say this, despite the fact that it's not relevant to them. Once Chazal established the Matbeah Brocha, we leave the Matbeah in place, even though it may not be relevant to that individual. And this relates to other things, like Gemara and Baba Batra, a Tosafot and Machlokot Bishonim over there, with regards to, for instance, a Ger. Can a Ger say, Lokei Avraham, Lokei Yitzchak, Lokei Yaakov, or does he have to say something else in the Brochot, Machlokot Bishonim? We, in the end, baskin that there is a Matbeah Brocha, and he can follow that Matbeah Brocha, even though it may not be relevant to that particular individual at that particular time. Amar Rabba Barchan, Amar Rabbi Yochanan. Tov Meitiv Tzricha Machut. Tov Meitiv requires Machut. What is he teaching us? Now why the Gemara asks this is because Rabbi Yochanan is the Bala Memra. If you remember earlier in the Masechta, we had a Machloket Rav and Rabbi Yochanan, what's Matbeah Bracha? What's the proper formulation of a Bracha? Rav said, you don't need Machut in a Bracha. Baruch HaTashem is sufficient to be classified as a Bracha. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, you need Machut in a Bracha. Baruch HaTashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam. Without Melech HaOlam, it's not classified as a Bracha. And therefore the Gemara says here, what is Rabbi Yochanan telling you? When Rabbi Rachanan says the name Rabbi Yochanan, Tov Meitiv needs Malchut. What's what's the question? According to Rabbi Yochanan, to be a bracha, you need Melech Haolam. There is no question that you would need Melech Haolam. So this is, seems to be extraneous or unnecessary for Rabbi Yochanan to tell us this. Again, earlier in the Masech, the Tosafot dealt with the fact that we pass like Rabbi Yochanan that Melech Haolam is required for a bracha. Why in Shmon Esrei we don't have any Melech Haolam? Why in certain brachot that we're familiar with we don't have Melech Haolam? And Tosafot tries to answer each of these independently. But at least we know that Rabbi Yochanan has the shita that Matbeah Bracha is Melech Olam. It's Michael Mashmalan. Kobracha Shein Ba Machol Oshma Bracha. Fahamar Yochanan Charazina. We already know this from Rabbi Yochanan that that is the Matbeah Bracha. So Rabbi Zera Lomar Shetricha Shtei Malchiot. That actually there's the two requirements of Melech Olam. Chada Dida, Vechada De Bonei Yerushalayim. One for itself, and one for Bonei Yerushalayim. Ib Hachi Nibai Tlat. If that's the case, you should require three. Chada didah, one for itself. Chada de bonei yushalayim, one for bonei yushalayim. Vechada birkat aretz. I mean, if you think you need melech olam and all the brachot, al aretz v'lam needs a melech olam. Bonei yushalayim needs melech olam, and so does akel avinu malkeno tov meitiv. El birkat aretz my time alone. Why doesn't birkat aretz? No, the lechad does not have melech olam. Bishum davli a brachas mucha lechaverta because we opened up benching. Well, and no Therefore, it does not require Melech Olam. If that's the case, 
Then why does Bnei Yerushalayim need it? It's also a brachas mukhalukhaverta. There's no necessity for Elokeinu Melacholam here. So where it says, You're right. In terms of brachas mukhalukhaverta, none of them need Elokeinu Melacholam. None of them need that. It's not necessary. This is a matter of etiquette. Problem is that in the brach of Bnei Yerushalayim, you mentioned the malchut of Beit David. It would be improper to mention Malchut Ta'ara without mentioning Malchut Dishmaya. To mention the kingdom of Beit David without mentioning the kingdom of heaven is inappropriate. So therefore we have to add in a, a Malchut. When the Gemara concludes that, well since you can't put it in Bonei Yushalayim, because it's a Brachas Mucha Lechaverta, therefore they put into a Kelavino two Malchiot. One Malchut for the Brach itself of uh, Tova Metiv, and an additional Malchut to cover Bonei Yushalayim. So they doubled up Malchut in the Brach of Tova Metiv to cover itself and to cover the Bonei Yerushalayim. Right, so this is what you were asking before. Wasn't Tova Metiv a long bracha? It's not a long bracha, but these things added on. But Papa here is adding on that you have to mention the word Malchut twice besides the Okeno Melech Olam in a Tova Metiv. We do that, but that extended the bracha. By saying that you need three Malchut in the bracha, we start Baruch HaTashem Elokeinu Melech Olam, which is the first Melech. That's the second one. So we have Melech mentioned three times in the bracha. Rabbi Zeru was sitting behind Rav Gidu, and Rav Gidu was sitting in front of Rav Huna. And we're saying, He made a mistake and skipped Ritzay on Shabbat. Omer Baruch Shnatan Shabbatot Lemenucha Lamo Yisrael Ba'ava Ot Ulubrit Baruch Mekadesh Hashabbat. So that's a bracha that you put in. Amalei Man Amra. So he says, who said that? Rav Huna queries Rav Yudel. Where'd you get this from? Says Rav. It says Rav who told us about this. Hada Yativ Kamar. Then he went ahead and said an additional thing. Tavlo Yiskirshi Yom Tov skips Yalav Yavo and Yom Tov. Omer. Baruch Shnatan Yamim Tovim Lamo Yisrael, the Simcha Ulazikaron, Baruch Makadesh Yisrael, Vazmanim. Amalei Man Amra, where'd you get this from? Again, he who queries, Rav Yudel, where'd you get this from? Rav, he says from Rav. Hadar Yativikamar, again, Rav Yudel starts at Memra, Tavo is Kilshosh Rosh Chodesh. He leaves out Yelavi Yavan Rosh Chodesh. Omer, Baruch Shnatan Rosheikh Odashim Lamo Yisrael, the Zikaron, Velo Yadana. And Rav says, I don't know, Yamar Bar Simcha. I don't know if he mentioned Simcha in it or not. Iloamar bar simcha, or if he doesn't mention the word simcha, or it says a zikaron. The previous bracha by Yom Tov, it says zikaron and simcha. Over here it just says zikaron. Whether he was chotem, or not chotem the bracha, and ididei derabe, or whether it was from Rav, or it was Rav Yudel that was saying this. In the previous two memrot, he queried him and said, who's it from? He said, it's from Rav. In addition, both the bracha on Shabbat and Yom Tov both had a conclusion of baruch. They had a concluding bracha to them. In Rosh Chodesh, he never queried whether it was his or his rabbis, so he doesn't know if it's from Rav or it's from Yudel that instituted. That's number one. And number two is, it has no conclusion at the end, which is Baruch Ata or Baruch Makadesh. We don't see anything at the end. And Zikaron and Simcha. We don't know if it's just Zikaron and Zikaron and Simcha. So leave that as unknown information about this bracha of Rosh Chodesh. So, Gidel Bar Menyum Yavikai Kameh Rabbi Nachman. Tov Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman made a mistake in benching. But had the duration, he went back to the beginning. Amalei, my time off. Why did you do that? Amalei, the Amar Rav Shiloh, Amar Rav, Tov, Chuzer, the Rosh. You make a mistake in benching, you miss Me'ino Mora, you have to go back to the beginning. V'amar Ravuna, Amar Rav. Didn't Ravuna say in the name of Rav, the member that we just said? 
Ta Omer Baruch Shnatan. You have all these fill-in brachot. When you missed out on Ritzay or Yelav you have these fill-in brachot. Amalei, Lavi Gemar Law, wasn't that qualified? That statement was qualified. I remember Nashi, Bar Tachlifa, Amarav, Oshana L'Shlo, Potoch Batova Meitiv. Potoch Batova Meitiv, Chose Rosh. It's only if you haven't begun the bracha of Hatova Meitiv. As soon as you say the word Baruch, after B'nai Yerushalayim, then you cannot use this fill-in bracha. You can only use the fill-in bracha between B'nai Yerushalayim and Hatova Meitiv. If you begin Hatova Meitiv, you add a lock. And of the Rosh. You have to go back to the beginning. Now this is a corollary to something we saw earlier in the Masechta, that when you're inside of a bracha and you're supposed to do something inside that bracha, the bracha is considered not to be finished until you begin the next bracha. Even after you finish the bracha, you're still considered to be inside that bracha. The example that we gave before is Mechayah Meitim. Someone has to say, Mashiva Ruach Goshim, inside the bracha of Mechayah Meitim. If he concludes the bracha of Mechayah Meitim, and he didn't say, Mashiva Ruch Mordi Goshim, if he has yet to begin, Atakadosh, and he says right there, Mashiva Ruch Mordi Goshim, right afterwards, he's fine. Right? It's not the best solution, it's not the most elegant solution, but it prevents a person from having to start Shemun Esri over again if he says, Mashiva Ruch Mordi Goshim there. Now, the Mishabura discourages using that methodology. He uses it, even if you say, Baruch Hashem, and he said, Hashem Hashem, this is better to say, Lamdeni Chukecha, the Posuk, and then go back, rather than to say, Mechayim Etim, and conclude, Mashiva Ruch Mordi Goshim. We don't like using it. But if we have to, we do. Also by Yelav Yavo. By Yelav Yavo, if you begin Ritzay, you forget to say Yelav Yavo, you say, you don't go back to Ritzay to say Yelav Yavo. You say Yelav Yavo right there as long as you haven't begun Modim. Because it's considered to be a part of the bracha as long as you, after the conclusion, but before the beginning of the next bracha. It's the same thing here. If you have yet to bring Atol, begin Atol B'Metiv, and you've only concluded B'nei Yushalayim, you're still within the bracha of Rachim. If you're in the Brach of Rachim, you can fill in the Shabbat, you can fill in the Yelav Yavo, you can put it in there. And that's what these brachot are. To fill in Yelav Yavo or Shabbat in the location where you're still considered to be within the bracha. If you begin the bracha of Atov HaMetiv, you're out of luck. You already started a new bracha, you lost it. you got to go back to the beginning. So that is a corollary to this fact. Now, Tosafot before, early in the sector, mentioned also the idea that you have to mention Me'ena Ma'ora inside of in or you have to mention Shabbat Yom Tov. You have to mention all these items. The Gemara never mentions that. The Gemara never discusses whether Meina Mora has to be placed inside of Alamechia or not inside of Bracha Mechad Mein Shalosh. So Tzavod says yes. The question is when we enter in those items within benching within Alamechia, we add them in at a point after or where it wouldn't correlate to the Bracha Mechad Mein Shalosh. Because we said Racham Shalosh is a summary of benching. And yet, when we come to our adding in, we have to add in after Bonei Yerushalayim. We don't add it in in the middle of Rachim or the middle of Bonei Yerushalayim. We mention it afterwards. So the question is, why? Why do we enter it in afterwards? So there's a Gemara earlier in our Masechta. The Gemara earlier in our Masechta says, when it comes to the Tfilah Kitzara, which is the Tamsit or summary of Shmon Esrei. When you summarize Shmon Esrei, there the Gemara asks, what about Abdullah? What about Taint Alamotar? So the Gemara says that you can only summarize things that are brachot. You can only summarize something that is independently a bracha. You can't summarize things that are not brachot. So based on that, there were those that want to answer, why is it our practice to, in Alamichim, when we enter in about Shabbat, Yom Tov, Rosh Chodesh, that we mention it after Bonei Yerushalayim, or after Yerushalayim, and not in the middle of that part, or the summary between Rachim and Bonei Yerushalayim. And that is because, based on this fact, that you can only summarize things that are brachot, where is the 
Meina Maora of Shabbat and Rosh Chodesh and Yom Tov a bracha. It's only a bracha if you missed it during Rachem. And you say afterwards, after B'nai Yishlam, that's where we have it as a format, as a bracha. And that's the thing that you can summarize. And therefore, in our placement in Alamechia, if we want to summarize and add it in, we add it in where it would have been a bracha after B'nai Yishlam. So that is the explanation for why that is the case, that we add in the Meina Maora in a different location in Bracha Mein Shalosh than we do in Benching. Because of this idea that you can only summarize things that are a bracha, the only place we have it is a bracha, is what we just saw here. When you do it in between, Bonei Yerushalayim and Atov Ve'ametiv. Right now, Amar Avidi Ba'av and Amarav, Amram Amarav, Nachman Amashmua, Tov Lo Yizkir Shal Rosh Chodesh B'Tefillah Makzirnoto. You leave that Yalav Yavo Barosh Chodesh in Tefillah, you have to go back to the beginning. Right, that question about which Tefillah, we dealt with that at the time when we dealt with Rosh Chodesh, but let's assume this is dealing with Shachrit. On Rosh Kodesh, you leave out Yelav Yovo and Davening, you've got to repeat your Shemon Esri. If you leave out Yelav Yovo for Rosh Kodesh and Benching, you don't have to go back. So, Amrlei, Rav Avin, the Bach changes it to Rav Idi, by Avin. The Rav Avra, Maishnat, Filah, or Maishnat, Birgad Amazon. What's the difference? So, Amrlei, Afledik, Hashali. I had the same problem. I don't know what the difference is. So I therefore asked Rav Nachman, why is it? There's a difference. Didn't hear from Shmuel the reason. And the next time, let me figure it out. Let's work it out ourselves. What the issue is? In Tefillah, it's an obligation to mention Meina Mora. Since an obligation to mention Meina Mora, if you don't say it, you got to go back. Benching is optional. You only have to bench if you eat, and since eating is optional. Therefore, you don't have to go back and bench it. So he says, wait a minute. So on Shabbat Yom Tov, you do have to eat. Because there's a requirement of Suda on those days. There's a requirement of Suda on those days, then you would have to eat. And that means if you missed Yalav Yavo on Yom Tov or Ritzay on Shabbat, you would have to go back and bench it. That's right. That is right. You'll have to repeat bench it. You make a mistake, you go back to the beginning. We already qualified that statement. That's only if you didn't begin the next bracha. Then you go back to the beginning. What comes out of this, as far as benching is concerned, you're supposed to mention in the bracha of Rachem, in the bracha of Bnei Yerushalayim. If you fail to do so, you have an opportunity to make that up between Bnei Yerushalayim and Atov Meitiv. If you fail to do that and you begin the Baruch of Tov Meitiv, you have to go back to the beginning. When do you have to go back to the beginning? That's true on Shabbat and Yom Tov, where there's an obligation of Suda. Since you're obligated to eat, if you're obligated to eat a Suda, you will have to bench. If you have to bench, then Meino Mora is an obligation, just like by Tefillah. Rosh Chodesh, but there's no obligation to have a Suda, there you will not have to go back if you miss it. Now the difference is, it's an important factor, in Rosh Chodesh, the Gemara says that you do have to eat on Rosh Chodesh. Tosfot points it out here, Rashi in other places points it out. There's a difference between an obligation to eat and an obligation to have suda. But Rosh Chodesh, the only restriction is... Very good. The only thing you're not allowed to do on Rosh Chodesh is fast. You cannot fast on Rosh Chodesh. Any food that you eat, any consumption, will remove the restriction of fasting on Rosh Chodesh. There's no obligation to have a suda on Rosh Chodesh. Since there's no obligation of a suda, therefore you won't have to go back if you miss Yalav Yavu in benching. Tosafot raises other cases, other issues. What about, for instance, Sudash Lishit on Shabbat? Sudash Lishit on Shabbat, yes, there's an obligation to have Sudash Lishit, but we know from the Gemara and Shabbat that you may not have to have a suda, you may not have to have Lechemishta, Mine Targima work, fruits, 
or other items. You know, I mean, there's a hierarchy. We'd like you to have lechemish. Rav lechemish at least make a suit on bread. If you don't make it on bread, at least have mizonot. If you don't have mizonot, at least have fruit. There is a hierarchy. But you could be yotze with something that is not a suda. Right. So that's what Tosa in the end says, maybe not. Look, the best way to do it is to do a hamotzi. And therefore, maybe it's an obligation. But he says, definitely if you have a fourth meal on Shabbat. If you have an additional meal on Shabbat, a fourth meal on Shabbat, and you forget to say say, you won't have to go back. Because that's not an obligatory meal. Or on Yom Tov, you have a third meal on Yom Tov, you will not have to go back. Because those aren't a part of the requirements of Yom Tov, requirements of Shabbat. Since for a fourth meal, for sure, you will not have to go back. There's a question about Sudash Lashit, where you have to go back, based on whether you think it's really an obligation to have a Sudah, or that's the best, and therefore it really is an obligation. And the other items are only Bidyevit if you don't have a Sudah, or many of these are other options. And since you have other options, there's no obligation of Sudah. Yeah, you can. That's to make you feel good. I mean, that main amount is done. You're not doing really in benching. You're after benching already. So you do it because you want to mention, you know, verse quarters, you want to say it. It's nice. But that doesn't really rectify the situation. You missed Yalabi Yavu and Rosh Kodesh. You missed the opportunity to make it up after B'nai Yushalayim. So it's nice. You want to say Arachaman and you want to add that bracha and it's very nice. Alanisim is not made Amora. We do that in Noda Lecha, but it's not Makiv. I mean, it's not something that's Makiv benching. If you forget it, then you do not have to repeat it. And that's also why, we said before, why in Alamithya is there no mention of Hanukkah Purim? So we could, you could say, ah, oh, it's not Dorite. That's not Mina Torah. But even though it's not Mina Torah, we mentioned in benching. But it goes back to what we said before. In order to summarize something, it needed to be a bracha. Alanisim doesn't have a bracha. And therefore, we can't summarize it inside of Alamithya. That might be the reason that we don't have it there. Ad This is going back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, how much do you have to consume in order to be part of the Zimun? Tosafot points out here, based on the Mishnah, that it's not just true of, of Zimun. It means Birkat Amazon. What is the threshold you have to eat in order to bench? So the Mishnah has a machok, but it's Kazayit or Beitzah. So the Mishnah says, the member of the Rabbi Meir is Chashiv Le Kazayit. Rabbi Meir is the Tanakam and the Mishnah says Kazayit is the threshold. Rabbi Yehuda Kabeza says that it's an exercise. Vayib Chashmin and Don't we hear just the opposite from them? The Tanan. We have a Mishnah. V'chein Mishi Yatsam Yishalayim Nizkar. Shayabi Yadol Basar Kodesh. Says a Mishnah M'sachim. The Mishnah M'sachim there is talking about if one leaves Yishalayim with Basar Kodesh, once it leaves the walls of Yishalayim, it's Pasul. Basar Kodesh is Pasul, you have to burn. Inside the Bira, you have to burn it by the Mikdash in a, a special Beta Sreifa that was there. How far away, first of all, are you before we say to you it's too much trouble to go back to Yushalayim? And what is the size of Basar Kodesh that would obligate you to go back? That's what the mission is addressing. The same thing the mission is addressing is what happens if a person came up to be Makkah his Korban Pesach and he remembers he has Chomets in his house. When do we obligate him to go back and burn his Chomets? Before he does a Korban Pesach, because you're not allowed to own Chomets when you bring your Korban Pesach. What's the size of chametz we may go back? And what is the difficulty we put you through in order to do that? So in terms of chametz, we say, if he has the ability to go home, burn the chametz, come back and still do his carbon pesach, he should do that. But what's the minimum shir of chametz you have to do that for? That's the Mishnah's addressing. And then the same thing by Yushalayim. By Yushalayim, if you left with Basar Kodesh, if you pass by Tzofim, if you pass the part of Tzofim, we'll discuss what that is in a minute, then we don't obligate you to go back, we say burn it on the spot. If you're within the confines of the Tzofim and within that area of Yushalayim, we make you go back and burn it. For what size? And that's what the Mishnah is addressing. If he passes by Tzofim. So here Rashi says, Tzofim is a place from where you can see the Beit HaMikdash. Tzofim says it's a place you can see Yerushalayim. It would be a bigger kula. A place that you can see Yerushalayim versus the Mikdash. Rashi in other places says it's the name of a city or a village outside of Yerushalayim called Tzofim. Tzofim rejects that explanation here. Tzofim is some perimeter outside of Yerushalayim. Some sort of distance from Yerushalayim from which... 
Most likely you could see Yerushalayim, see the Migdash. And as long as you can do that, we force you to go back. So if not, if you pass there, so far, you burn it in the location you're in, you just burn it in the place. Not yes, go back to the Migdash and burn it in the Beit Asreifa that's in the Migdash. The wood of the Marakha is used for this. I mean, wood of Kodesh is used for this. Ad Kama what is the size you have to return? Now, in plural here, because number one, it's dealing with Kodesh, and number two, it's doing Chomets. Those two, what's the minimum shear? The minimum shear is Kabetza. Rabbi Yehud Omer, Zeb Zeb Kazayit. It's the opposite of what they say here. Mayor is saying Kabetza over there. Over here, he says the threshold for benching is Kazayit. Over there, Rabbi Yehud says Kazayit. Over here, he says Kabetza. I'm Rabbi Yochan, I'm Kulafetashita. Flip it around. Their, their, their positions are backwards. Don't flip their positions. They're arguing about the psukim. So that's drinking. And we know what's the definition of achila everywhere else in Shas? Achila is excited. So achila is referring to the eating, and svia is drinking something separate, then achila is a kazayit. Rabbi Yudah Mer, Rabbi Yudah Savar, achalta visavata. Sabat is modifying the achila. It has to be an achila of svia, of satisfaction. Achila sheish ba svia is ezul kabeitza. That's why he has a minimum share of kabeitza. Sahat on bisvara pligay. By chomets and by kodesh, they argue in a logical argument, not based on the pasuk. Rabbi Yudah Savar, chazarato kitumato. You go back for the same din as tumah. What is the minimum shear for tumat ochlim? Ma tumat bikabeitza. Tumat is a kabeitza for tumat ochlim. So there you have to go back for when it's a tumat bikabeitza. Av chazarato bikabeitza. That's where we force you back. Review to Savar. Chazarato ki isuro. What is the Easter of Kodesh? What's the Easter of Chameitz? They're all a kezayit. My Easter of kezayit. Av chazarato bikabeitza. Just like the Easter is in kezayit, so too the chazarat is in a kezayit. Now, the re says over here, that it's clear that these psukim are in a smachta. Because even Rabbi Meir agrees that you need tzviyah, vi chayamidor, right, and benching, you need kadei tzviyah. Everybody agrees to that. So the psukim are only a, a smachta, and even Rabbi Meir agrees that you have to be besavata to be chayamidor, right, That's number one. And number two is we paskin kezayit. The kezayit is the threshold. The question is why? When we have a machoket over here between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Meir, the loch is like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda over here says kebeitza. So why are we passing kezayit? Very good. So Rabbi Yochanan said, that they flipped their positions. So if you flip their positions, it turns out Rabbi Yehuda is really saying kezayit, and not kebeitza. So in that case, we're good. But even if, he says, also, the other reason is, even if you don't flip the shita over here, nevertheless, we'll pass him like Rabbi Meir against Rabbi Yehuda, that is kezayit, because we said, Yochanan holds of that. We saw that before on Rosh Hashanah, that Rabbi Yochanan says, if you want to bench, if you want to lead the benching, how much do you have to eat? Kezayit Dagan. He said that the minimum for benching is Kezayit Dagan. So we have Rabbi Yochanan who's paskening like Rabbi Meir. That Kezayit is the threshold by Zimun. So therefore, even if you don't flip the Shita, we're going to hold like Rabbi Meir here because Rabbi Yochanan says Kezayit is the threshold. Uh, right, or Rabbi Yochanan's the Shita, oh, that it's flipped. But either way, we're going to come out that Kezayit is the threshold. The Ba'ag says that, the Rak says that, the Shiltot says that. The question about drinking. What is the minimum threshold for drinking to join in or to bench? Okay, we had the threshold for eating is kazayit. What about drinking? The Iri says, Even if you have less than a cheekful, you should have to bench on drinking. Rekiva Eger jumps and says, I don't understand. What do you mean the hachmir? By bracha, we suffer brachos of the kula. says, I don't understand the Iri at all. Why would you eat machmir to bench when you have a drink that brings you into a chiva threshold? We know that you're not at Doraita because you're not at the Kedesviya. 
If it's a Suffolk Doraita, then you could talk about it. But here we're only at a level Dorabonon to bench. To be benching Midoraita, you'd have to much more. You know that from Yom Kippur. But Yom Kippur, in order to be Svia, you need Kotevet. Kotevet Agasa, you need a fat date. Over here, we're only asking you for Gazayat, for eating. So that's what the recess is, is proof. So just like by Yom Kippur, Svia is Kotevet, over here we say Gazayat, so too by drinking. Malolugmav is maybe Sevilla, but over here we're dealing with less than a Malolugmav. So that's okay, just like Kazayat is okay. But Rukhiv Yega says, I don't understand. It's only Darabonet. Sarvik Darabonet, Sarvik Darabonet, should be the Kula. The really nevertheless says that even with small drinks, you should bench, or you can be a part of the Mizuman. We'll do the Mishnah, and we'll continue with the Gemara tomorrow. Ketzad Mizamnim. What's the proper way to do a Zimun? Bishlosha, if you only have three people there, Omer Nivarech. The person who is leading the benching says, Nivarech. Let us together bench. Bishloshavu, if it's three in him, Omer Baruchu, because there are three independent of him, so you can say to them, bless Hashem, because they have a zimun independent of him. Besara Omer, when there are ten people, he says, Nivarech Elukeinu, because then he's included in the ten. So he needs to include himself in Nivarech, let us give bracha to, blessing to, Elukeinu was added in for the ten. Besara if it's eleven people, then he says, Baruchu, you should bless Hashem, because there are ten independent of him. Echad, Asara, vechad asara ribo. Doesn't make a difference whether you have ten people or ten, ten thousand, meaning a hundred thousand people. You say the same thing, which is nevarech alukeno. Then the mission almost seems to be a steer on itself, and the Gemara will ask this. But meya v'hu omer nevarech Hashem alukeno. If you have meya with him, then you say nevarech Hashem alukeno. You see, they added an additional name Hashem for the meya. But meya v'hu if it's him and a hundred, hundred and one people, then he says baruchu again because there is a hundred beside him. Be'alef who Omer, if there's a thousand, he says, Neverech Hashem Elokeinu Elokei Yisrael. He adds in Elokei Yisrael, another shame Hashem for the fact that we're up to a thousand. Be'alef who, if there's a thousand and one, Omer Baruchu, because there's a thousand beside him. Be'erivol, if you have ten thousand, Omer, Neverech Hashem Elokeinu Elokei Yisrael, Elokei Tzvakot, Yosheva Kruvim. So he added another shame Hashem because it's ten thousand. Al-Amazon Shechalnu, Be'erivol, it's ten thousand and one. Then he says, Baruchu, Kinyan Shu Meverech, Kachanachonim Avacharav. Whatever he says, they answer him. So that means that if he says, Nevarech, Lashem, Elokeinu, Elokei Yisrael, Elokei Tzvakot, Yoshev Kruvim, they answer, Baruch Hashem, Elokeinu, Elokei Yisrael, Elokei Tzvakot, Yoshev Kruvim. Alamazon, Shechalmu. They respond with the same additional names of Hashem, they respond to him. So here we have all these additions. Rabbi Yosei Aglili, Omer, Lefi Rovakal, Eimim Varchim. Rabbi Yosei Aglili seems to be this latter half of the Mishnah, which is, the more people, the more you need to make a bracha. And that is because it says, Shenemar b'makhelot, Baruchu Elokim Hashem Mikor Yisrael. So Makilot means in the multitudes. Baruchu. So Baruchu being in plural. So that means that you should add on additional brachot every time you have Makilot. You have multitudes. So I'm Rabbi Kiva. Mamatzino bebeit Knesset. You go to shul. Echad merubim, echad mulatim. Doesn't matter if you have a minion of ten or a minion of a thousand. Omer Baruchu et Hashem. When you make, when you say baruchu in, in shul, nobody says a different baruchu because you have more people in shul. A minion's a minion. So he says the same thing by benching. Minion's a minion. Nothing changes. After you got to ten, it's all the same. You say baruchu Hashem hamivorach. So now I'll just say the statement of Shmuel. Shmuel, Shmuel, bad thing to, to person to take himself out of the klal. Should always include yourself in the bracha, meaning nivarech. Should be the proper way to say it. Obviously, the gemara is going to ask right away. All right. All right, so Tosfat gives the reason for that. You're asking, why would you opt for Barhu over Nevarech? If you could include yourself, why would you exclude yourself? So Tosfat says over here, 
Why would you think? Let's show us. Why would you think Baruch is better than Nevarech? I mean, that Shmuel has to come along and say, include yourself. Say Nevarech. Why would you think Baruch was better? It's saying, you must. Do it. Whereas Nevarech ain't only until that was shoot. Nevarech is like a asking permission for us to do it together. Let us. Let us give bracha to Hashem together. Which is a softer, more passive Lashon versus Baruch Go ahead. Give bracha to Hashem, which is a is a stronger Lashon. So that's the Havah made it to say that you would say, we'd opt for Baruch over Nevarech. Along comes Shmuel and says, it's still better to say the passive Lashon of Nevarech, or just like asking permission, Lashon, because it includes you. And that's the Chiddush of Shmuel that says Nevarech. Of course, the Gemara is going to ask, right after this, what about our Mishnah? Our Mishnah seems to say that Baruch is better. Otherwise, why would you say, with 11, do Baruch instead of Nevarech? And that we'll, do, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Now, in addition, there are a couple of things that Tosfo points out over here. It says in the Mishnah, the Girsh Shmi, Nevarech Elokeinu, and not Nevarech Lelokeinu. It says that's not the way to say it. We never find a Lelokeinu with a Lamed. Because Dafim Gabi Shir Vodak, Tiv Lamed. Only when you're doing Shir Vodak, you say Lelokeinu. But here you're saying Nevarech Elokeinu means bless our God, not Lelokeinu. Lelokeinu is only when you're saying Shir and Hashem. That's part of a praise to Hashem. But that's not what you're doing here. But here you're saying give bracha to Hashem. There the Lamed is inappropriate. And then, in addition to that, he points out, why would you think there's a difference between shul and tefillah? Because by shul, people are coming in and out. Nobody keeps count. You can never know there's a hundred, there's not a hundred, here, there, there. What are you going to keep, like a running tab on the people coming in and out of shul? People come late, people leave early, and they never know. But he says, when you sit down on a meal, everybody's together. I mean, you don't make a mistake. You have who's there, you can see who's there, you can make a count, and you can know what's going on. It's the difference between kviyut of eating together versus davening, which has a little less kviyut, because you're not seated together. You're in and out of shul. It's much more of a fluid type of situation, and therefore by tefillah you wouldn't differentiate. I mean, according to Rabbi Kiva, you would never differentiate. But at least according to the other opinion, who does differentiate and says, sure, you don't make that difference by benching, you do. The reason would be because of this distinction about the fluidity of davening versus that of benching where you have a suda that's kavua. Okay, we'll stop over here.